I'll tell you something I love about being in France, in addition to some seriously delicious butter, and that is the wide selection of wines I can find in France for low prices. It can be much more difficult to source those same bottles back in the States, and that's why I love to buy wines out of France with Ideal Wine. I have bottles shipped to me, hassle-free. It's easy. Ideal Wine has a new auction every week and is a great source for iconic names like Ouette, Louis Roeder, and Domaine Lefleve, as well as rising stars like Arnaud Lachaud, Gonon, and Tissot. Find the wines you'd rather be drinking at idealwine.com. That's I-D-E-A-L-W-I-N-E.com and have the wine shipped to you in the States. Use the promo code FIRST, F-I-R-S-T, for $15 off your first order of $150 or more. Hey, that's $15 you could save, and that is some good butter money. See for yourself at Ideal Wine. I'll drink to that, where we get behind the scenes of the beverage business. I'm Levy Dalton. I'm Erin Scala. And here's our show today. Andrea Kalik on the show today. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Oh, excellent. Welcome to New York. Thank you. So you're making wine in Ardèche. Yeah. But originally you're from Czechoslovakia. That's right. And how did that segue? And what happened in between being in the Czech army to moving to France? When I was in Czech army, I was just going in France like for holiday because it was uh, after 89. So we had first time possibility like an army to go for two weeks holiday in another countries. And uh, so uh, I was going to France. And when I came there, of course, I wanted to stay a little bit more than two weeks because I was going in chiking and it was first time I was chiking so far. So uh, it took me like five days to go in south of the France. And uh, so I was going to see some doctor and to ask him if he can try to write me uh, that I'm sick. Uh, well, so I stayed uh, three weeks more. Well, so and uh, I told my mother just to say in army that I'm sick, but uh, she didn't say it in this way. So, uh, well, all all the all the military police was looking for me like deserter. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah with the dogs and then <laughs> a lot of yelling. <laughs> So you had to go back to Czechoslovakia? Yeah, so I was going to go back uh, and uh, when I finished army, uh, like five days after, I was going uh, with my friends. They was going one week before me, wanted to go in Germany to make little money and to go to Brazil, just, uh, just a road trip. And uh, then uh, in Germany, in Frankfurt, uh, we had a friend who was in Czech Republic before. He thought it better go to south of the France, uh, Nice. So uh, we changed it. We was going to Nice. And then I met a French woman and I stayed with her. And uh, I never been in Brazil. Well, you didn't make it? No. <laughs> no. And you worked around Nice? Uh, not really nice, but not so far. It's uh, all the time uh, uh, south southeast of of the France. Yeah. So like Côte right. d'Axon Provence. Yeah, Provence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So you worked at Ovet? Yeah, just one year. Yeah. It was just mission to to help her to pass from biologic to biodynamic uh, 
whale farming. And how did you get involved with biodynamic farming? Uh, because I was working before, uh, from uh, 99, I was interested about biodynamic and I was working a little bit with, uh, uh, with uh, Nicola Jolie. I made conference together, we met in Czech Republic and uh, translating his book and uh, like that. So, uh, and uh, I know uh, one, um, one girl, so a very good friend of uh, Dominikovet. Uh, so it's like that, it was just meeting uh, uh, like, uh, like all the time in my life. I met uh, good people in good time. And what about, did you spend any time in Morgon or? Uh, yes, that uh, I met uh, like 99 uh, Jan Orwell, it's on a look. Uh, and uh, he was uh, working and this year first time for uh, Marcel Richaud, uh, like on Olo Consulting. So uh, I met like that Marcel Richaud and other wineries uh, working in this way in uh, south uh, uh, of Coduron. And with him I was, uh, I met uh, first, uh, it was uh, Petit Max, Guy Breton from Morgan, and then uh, Marcel Pierre. Uh, Paul Po, uh, Tevene, uh, and uh, Petit Jean, Metra, all, uh, all these gang. And what was that experience like? Oh, it was very nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who are, I mean, in terms of, I've actually never met any of those people. I've drunk mm. all their wines, but who, what were they like in person? I was the most with uh, Petit Max, yeah, because we was working after we seen, uh, uh, from 2004, I was working like uh, in consulting uh, company, and uh, was also small negos, negotiant uh, company, and was working in uh, Beaujolais, and also in south of the Rhone. So when we was in Beaujolais, he was sleeping in uh, Petit Max's house. Uh, and Petit Max is keeper right? That's yeah. that's his nickname. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I could see how he makes the wine and uh, teach. Uh, quite a lot there yeah so sort of in a natural style little carbonic maceration yeah yeah that's right and at some point you uh, worked at Mazel in the south and Mazel it was when I was with Hovet I met her in 2004 before I was starting Kavizian and uh, so we've been in uh, some tasting together and he told me then he has uh, like uh, 30 hectares and this time it's too big for him he wants to go a little bit down and uh, he's looking for somebody uh, will be interesting to take uh, some uh, some hectares and uh, who would be uh, work uh, uh, more or less same way yeah and so that was you and that was me in first time yeah? after it was another person but first uh, it was me but it took me like uh, uh, two years i was two years going uh, uh, loads of seasons there uh, tasting uh, looking the grapes uh, tasting the grapes looking the wine arts and choosing uh, if yes or not and which one part and well yeah and uh, uh, Gerald and all family, Jocelyn and his father, was very, very, very open and very gently to me. Yeah. Absolutely. So you get down there and you're renting vines from Mazel. And when do you start making wines under Andrea Kalik label? It was 2007, first vintage. Yeah. I started with three hectares. I rent in the beginning from Mazel and I had uh, some. Uh, like garage, uh, 
where I make a wine, I made wine. Yeah. And slowly I bought uh, this, uh, this uh, parcel. And after I bought uh, another part of San Philip, because it's some place, uh, because he bought it together with uh, Domen Vigno, it's also from Valvigne. And this one is Alba La Romaine, so it's a little bit far from them. So it was, uh, they was okay to, to sell it to me, so I was happy. Like that, I have five hectares and a half uh, in one piece uh, by the seller. That's very comfortable to work. And, uh, yeah. and what did you make the first year in 2007? 2007, what was, yeah. What was the production like? I did like uh, 12,000 bottles, I think, in, in the beginning. It was like that, uh, by 10, between 10 and 12,000. 12, yeah. And you felt comfortable right away in terms of winemaking? You were ready to go? You, you said, I can do this. Ready to go uh, because I was going, yeah. I think I was ready to go, yeah. But uh, we are not all the time uh, absolutely ready. Yeah. So you made the blonde for the first time in 2007. Yeah. How did that come about? How it come? It was uh, because I just wanted to make uh, white, dry white. Name is blonde. Uh, same. Not same, but uh, it's very easy, blonde. And uh, because uh, the first fermentation, it was like three years uh, and it didn't have place, it is, it's in oak uh, and I didn't have money. Uh, so I had to do something uh, uh, for uh, part of the wines to, to sell it uh, uh, faster. So I made blonde. Yeah. And in 2011, I have enough place in my cellar to make just the white dry white and so i stop it uh, blonde yeah. so after 11 there's no more blonde no no i make it all the time but uh, just for me oh good well hopefully you'll share some with me because i really like uh, that one <laughs> just just for to to see uh to don't lose the hand about it uh, and because i would like to make some bistro in a cellar so maybe i will make it after just for bistro there but i will never sell it again no so it was a blend of Chardonnay and... Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, it's not so usual. But I was thinking that Chardonnay will uh, bring uh, some acidity uh, on, uh, on this uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the wine and uh, Viognier, some flowers. Uh, so, well, I tried like that and sometimes it was not so bad. Did, it, did you plan for it to be, to have bubbles from the beginning? Yeah, no, no, blonde, it was normally, yeah, 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 because uh, fermentation was so long, when I put it in bottle, uh, I had like 18, I think first year, well, like 18 or 17 grams of sugar, so uh, for my, in my head it was for bubbles, yeah, because also it was in special bottles, champagne bottles for, for, uh, for to uh, keep pressure, so yeah, yeah, bubbles, it was uh, all the time in my head. Yeah. Because without the bubbles, it would have been really sweet. Uh, yeah, without bubbles, it's uh, for me a little bit boring because uh, even 50 grams of sugar, it's uh, for me too much. After some people like it, but uh, not me. Did you, in some ways, view it kind of like like beer production? Because, you know, it has that crown cap on the top. You're from Czechoslovakia. Blonde is what often certain beers are referred to. Was there a history there behind your thinking? Or you thought, oh, maybe something About like About name? Yeah, or just style. 
was style uh, was not I was not thinking about style I just put it in battle and I was uh, I was hoping that uh, bubbles will come inside and blonde uh, it was because it was uh, 2007 so first it was blonde uh, 007 and uh, I found it funny but I forget that will be blonde to zero zero eight, and it's much less funny. So, well, it's, it's just like that. Yeah. Mm. So you stopped making it, and uh, another one that you have made, and then you changed a little bit more recently was the Babiole. In terms of the blend, you changed it. Yeah. So how did that get started? Which is a red wine. Yeah, that was because in the beginning I had a different parcel than I have now. I had from San Philip just like. Uh, from half part Saint Philip uh, of Gerald, I have half, and I have another parcel like Carigno uh, in uh, Valvinier. But when I bought uh, the, the the parcel, Gerald told me you bought it, but you take it everything there. So it was after too much for me, so I I leave it him uh, Carigno. So it's uh, it's for that it was different blending uh, between 2007, 2010, and 11, 12 like that. Because it used to have the Carignan in it in the beginning, yes, and now yeah. it does not. No. And how have you seen the difference in terms of the taste with that change? Don't think it's uh, so much important. Like uh, I think uh, vintage is more important than. Uh, because Carignan, it was like a 10, uh, 15, 20%. So it was a, a quite small part of Babiol. So it was all the time, uh, most of the uh, Grenache and uh, second was Syrah. And how do you drink the wine? Do you decant it? Do you drink it straight from the bottle? What no, do you... I, I don't decant wine. And no. what do you eat it with? Or do you just drink? Sometimes I just drink. Uh, sometimes I eat... Uh, I eat with Babiol, it's, uh, it's, it's dependent on vintage, of course, uh, all the time. But, uh, for example, it's 2012, it's, uh, it's quite uh, uh, easy drinkable wine. So, uh, sausage, uh, pate, these things, uh, it's okay. Yeah. And how have you seen those vintages vary? What, what had happened in those years in terms of conditions from the, the harvest? But most of the time it's uh, climate, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's what changed because I don't change much. I just, uh, I have to change every year because the grapes are different. But it's a uh, clima, it's uh, the, the weather uh, told me, uh, tell me like in September or August, when I make harvest, I start to make vinification, how to uh, be uh, the least possible stupid with the, with the, with the grapes. So. In terms of the conditions, could you summarize for me the different years? Like, you know... What was it like in 10? What was it like in 11? What was it like in 12? Yeah, in seven, uh, 2007, for example, it was uh, quite nice vintage with, without uh, complication, uh, good maturity, everything like that was okay. 2008, it was a big catastrophe. Because it was raining uh, loads of uh, like one month uh, all the time in May. So we lose it uh, like... Uh, Someone uh, 100% uh, meat was like 80%, but because I was small, so I was going uh, with my thinking back uh, to make treatment. And so uh, Grenache and Carignan was, uh, was burned. 
so it's special vintage because even Babiol it's like 80, 85% Syrah. And then uh, you have uh, 2009, what was very, very hot vintage. And we had uh, everywhere in France problem with uh, volatile. So the volatility was high. going high, 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 but we didn't know why. From all France, people call me, uh, uh, and I, I knew it. So, so I say, you, you call me about for volatile? Yes, yes, yes. You, I say, me same. You understand? I don't know. I understand? I don't know what happened. Nobody understood what happened. But it was good, this volatile, because uh, it was uh, volatile making by um, uh, vinification. So it's, uh, it's including in a wine. And uh, wine was so strong uh, and so powerful that it was very good to have a little bit volatile uh, for, for to have some, uh, some acidity more or something like that. If not, it will be maybe too heavy without volatile 2009. And but uh, by uh, winemaking, it was quite hot for us, yeah, because we didn't know where, where, where it will stop. Uh, well, so it's all the time like that. And what about 10? 10, it was different. Uh, it was less, uh, less hot vintage. It's uh, quite easy drinkable wine. And uh, 10, it was strange for me, a special vintage for me, because I leave it my cellar to a new uh, winemaker started. And uh, my uh, cellar was not finished. So I make vinification in uh, Domaine Mazel, uh, Domaine Mazel uh, winery. So it was, uh, you know, I am with somebody. So it was uh, very well, but uh, I had to... Uh, to see uh, and to feel the another place, uh, it was uh, for that. It was not easy. Yeah. And so eventually, you did open your own cellar. You have your own cellar facility. Yeah, 2011 it was first uh, fermentation in my cellar. And what was it like working in that facility? Well, excellent. I was very happy. How big is it? <laughs> it's not so big, but it's okay for me. But it's uh, you know, it's. Uh, well, it's new, it's uh, functionally, uh, and uh, so you uh, you uh, clean it very fastly. You know, it's uh, it's very comfortable. Yeah. And do you still live in the vines, like in the trailer in the vines? Yes, still yes. And does that give you? You know, you can just like walk out, and there are the vines. So it's kind of easy. Yeah. It's like no commute. You know. No. That's yeah. those are your yeah. vines. You work them. Yeah, that's what I like. And what was eleven like in terms of the climate conditions? 11, it was uh, hot uh, and strong vintage. Uh, was uh, quite close to seven, I say. Yeah. And it was quite easy uh, fermentation. I was quite surprised because uh, uh, the celery was new. So I was a little bit scared and uh, it will be, will start uh, slowly. It started slowly, but uh, finished it very, not very fast, but. Uh, Without any problems, it was uh, was quite easy vintage. Uh, 2014, if, if it's like that, I uh, I signed now. Yeah. You think you think it's gonna no, be? No, I, I signed now. I, I I say yes. Well, oh yeah, you'd yeah, prefer it yeah, to yeah, be yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but did did you see lower yields in 12 and 13? Yeah, big yeah. difference for me. Yeah. Because uh, 12, uh, it was quite hard for us. Uh, 13 also about quantity, 
Uh, it was uh, two uh, quite cold uh, uh, years. Well, so it's uh, and quantity it's uh, very slow. Uh, 2012, it's uh, I think it's about 20 years the lowest uh, quantity in France. 2013, it's uh, just quite similar. So uh, it's all the time a little bit hard if you have two uh, vintage, uh, very small vintage, about quantity. Have it, has it been difficult for you? Because you just opened your own cellar? No, no, it's okay for me. It's not, uh, it's, uh, it's, if it will uh, continue like that for uh, two, three years, it will be very difficult. But, uh, yeah. And what about the Syrah that you make? Chateau de Garde? That's Syrah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite answer to yeah. the show so far. So, but I mean, uh, what is the concept there with your own thinking? What are you striving to produce? I try with every wine to produce the best I can with the grapes I have, with the grapes I uh, help it to to born. Uh, Syrah is wine um, like uh, uh, about Babiol. It's wine uh, more complicated. Stronger, of course, because maceration is uh, longer. The 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 wine, wine arts it's older, and so it's you have less quantity, and uh, so you have like uh, one month of maceration for Syrah, and uh, after it's uh, one year in oak uh, for uh, what we call élevage. So yeah, so it's uh, it's wine. It's a little bit more complicated and uh, stronger than Babiol, yeah. In this country, I think you're often associated with natural wine. Is that something that you associate with in your own mind? Is that a part of what you're about, or how should I understand what you're up to? Natural wine, uh, uh, what I can say, uh, it started to be big world, like biodynamic, it's now big world. I think we don't have to speak about these things much. It's very, uh, lots of time it's very personal. And uh, my definition of natural wine is you don't put anything, you don't take out anything, just grapes uh, with fermentation. Well, and uh, because I am lazy, I don't like to make something, but I don't see a reason why to make it. Well. And what has the market been like for you? What is it like to sell the wines that you make? Almost like everywhere. In Europe, uh, it's uh, in France, of course, normal. Then Czech Republic, a little bit, not much, but uh, it's normal also. And then it's uh, Swiss, Belgium, Holland, England, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Germany, Italy, then United States, Canada. Japan. So we're actually pretty low on the, the United States is pretty low on the the buying level compared no, to other No, no, it's one of the big markets. Yeah, yeah, it's not the biggest, but it's one of the big markets. Yeah. And what has the scene changed in terms of working the fairs and introducing it to people? Do you see more people coming now? No, it's very difficult to to go in my place because uh, because if my telephone number is in internet somewhere, I change my number. How many times have you had to do that? Twice. <laughs> and uh, 
I, because I work alone, I don't have time to uh, to reservate people. So you have to call me, uh, what is difficult, or you have to send mail, what is possible, because mail is in every b battles, and uh, is, I see if it's possible and like that. So, but it's not open like uh, some winery. You have all the time somebody there, and you can come and and uh, to taste and buy. Or, or no, it's not possible because uh, well, I am alone, and yeah. because I prefer to make wine than sell wine. And yeah. what is success for you? I mean, if if you're happy, what makes that happen? If I'm happy, what's happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I smile. <laughs> no, no, not not the result of when you're happy, but what makes you happy? In a in a winemaking, in or, in life, or anything. In life, yeah. Ah, to have good time. Yeah, yeah. And you feel the wines are a part of that, like they're. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. So, so is approachability a part of that? Is being able to just drink? Not even. I I, I have good time. Uh, you know, now I am like for three weeks out in uh, Czech Republic, Sweden, Denmark, now uh, New York. Uh, so I will be happy to come back to be in wine art alone in nature and uh, just uh, just be alone and look at wines uh, to cut uh, cut the wine arts. Yeah. And that's that's um, that's uh, make me happy. Yeah. Of course, it make me happy also to be in New York, uh, have some uh, good parties to and to drink and speak and laugh with people until too late, yeah, also. How often do you come to New York? That's first time. Oh, it's your first time, okay. Yeah. That's first time I was going everywhere. Oh, okay. In Sweden, it was first time, and Denmark, it was last year first time. Uh, England, it was first time. Swiss, it was first time. Uh, Belgium, it was first time. Holland, it was first time. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't was going anywhere before. Yeah, it's the first year. Is that because of the climate conditions in 14, or is it because of increased popularity for the wines? No, 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 no. That's just because uh, I didn't have uh, time, because uh, from 10 we started to build the cellar. Uh, so it was, uh, uh, yeah, I was very busy about, about that. Uh, and... Uh, uh, why, well, so I was busy. First, uh, first uh, things. Why? Well, now it's finished. So I told to myself, it's uh, it will be nice for me, maybe for people also, to see uh, every countries and uh, not every, but uh, most of country, and to uh, to see how people drink. Uh, the wine there, uh, how uh, eat, uh, where is it, and to say hello, to have good time also, of course. Yeah. Do people, do you have people that work with you now? Does someone help no. you? Just you? Yeah, I have all the time people for uh, some, uh, some work like battling or harvest, of course, or something like that. We need to be like three or four uh, for a short time, like two days, uh, three days, uh, like that. But I don't have anybody in a year now. You know, when you think about the wines, are they meant to be drunk on release, or should I be cellaring them for a while, or some combination of the two? That's the on battle. Yeah, you can uh, you can put it uh, if you buy 2012 now, you can put it in cellar for a few years. Chateau de Garde maybe for 10, 2011. White maybe for 20, but I'm not sure because I didn't make. Uh, 
so long timeline. So we will see uh, now in uh, 13, 13 years, if it's possible to have it 20, 20 years. But Babiol 2007, it's uh, Babiol 2007. It's uh, no, it's still okay, but it's uh, it's going to die. But Chaton 2007 is still living. So well, it's different. Have there been surprises for you along the way? What surprised you while you've been making wine in the Ardèche? By 2008, about the weather, it was big surprised <laughs> because uh, it was. Uh, Now we are smiling, but we was not smiling absolutely in this time. I was all the time in the vineyard with my with my uh, treatment machine in in my in my back and uh, trying to to do something. So, so I was working quite hard, and I have uh, like ten percent of uh, of the of the grapes, and uh, people have more uh, more than me of hectares so couldn't do it like that uh, so they didn't have nothing but uh, it was costed so much money then it was a very expensive 10 percent so it was very uh, yeah that was a big surprise uh, this uh, this kind of the uh, raining all the time with hot temperature uh, was very fast uh, so how it goes so fast uh, yeah that was i was surprised And I had another surprise about the wine. 2009, very hot year, and Viognier Blanc, white. Uh, it's uh, surprisingly uh, fresh, yeah. without acidity. It's not much acidity, but in a mouth, uh, it's uh, it's fresh. Yeah. So that's nice surprise. Are there other people's wines that you happen to really like or that you've learned from over the period of time, either through drinking or working with them? But, uh, I will say uh, Domaine Mazel because uh, he makes really excellent wines. And uh, because I have changed, uh, to, to chance to, um, to, to taste old vintage, uh, well, that's, uh, yeah, and our wines are very, very amazing. Uh, also some old vintage uh, of new vintage also but uh, old vintage uh, from uh, Petit Max like uh, he's 82 in Magnum uh, 89 it's amazing there are loads of loads of wines make me uh, uh, what a nice vibration strong vibration and I say wow I would like to make that How have you seen the reception when you've traveled to these places for the first time? What has it been like to meet the people who are interested in your wines? Uh, it was uh, people was every everywhere very very nice, uh, except here. Yeah, except no, <laughs> no, no, in New York, era, very 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 nice. Yeah. Uh, but I am quite shy, so I don't like to speak much about wines. It's not my thing, so it's a little bit difficult for me. Uh, until to like two o'clock morning after it's okay, but um, before uh, it's a little bit difficult. But now people was uh, yeah it was excellent. Yeah. In the Ardèche, do you see more and more people working in the style that you do? Yeah, the, you do absolutely. When I was coming there, it was just uh, Domaine Mazel, uh, Gilles Azoni. I was third, and now we are like ten working in this small area of Ardèche because they are in Ardèche of North. Like 30 kilometers of us, uh, you have uh, Thierry Alemo, Hervé Sou, Daniel Sage, uh, 
domaine de la lune, uh, other people, uh, friends, but, uh, well, but in our small area, yeah, yeah from uh, two uh, in seven years, uh, we are uh, ten, and will be another two guys uh, more uh, next year. So it's, yeah, it's excellent. What's Good synergy. What's the soil like in the area where you work? Where I am, it's uh, calcare, loads of calcare and uh, argil. Uh, how we say it in English, uh, argil. So it's uh, quite heavy uh, ground. So for to work the ground, uh, it's not uh, it's not easy. You have to. I am waiting uh, all the time, the most of the time I can before uh, next rain. Yeah. And is it? Different to work Grenache than Syrah? Is there qualities? No, of no, it's quite more the uh, same. Pretty because much the same. Yeah, it's one piece. Uh, what is different? It's um, inclination because it's going like a little bit in uh, east and uh, the, the, uh, uh, and after it's going uh, a little bit to north, a little bit to south. Yeah, that's things. And then you have, uh, you have, for example, one hectare of Grenache. In this one hectare, you have like three different soil. Not really different soil, but soil different, differently working. You have uh, one part, you have like uh, maybe 30, 40 centimeters of soil. And then you have a stone. And in another part, you have like one meter, one meter and a half. So it works differently. Being you know, Czech in France, do you feel a bit like an outsider sometimes or have people been welcoming to you there in the region? No, I don't feel like outsider, no. no. You know, if you go to Ardèche, even if you are Paris, maybe it's worse. If you are from Paris, you are outsider. So now Czech, uh, it was uh, for the for the people quite okay because uh, they didn't know from which galaxy it's the Czech Republic. So uh, it was uh, easier. Yeah. If I was Parisian uh, from Paris, it would be much more difficult, I think. And how did you meet Savio Suarez, your importer? We met together in some wine tasting. He was working with uh, Axel Puffer. And I think it's Axel uh, uh, made him drink uh, my wines first. Uh, and then we saw uh, each other in uh, Miles in Bio, I think it was. Yeah. And what's it been like to work with? How we work together? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like Savio. He's uh, he's very uh, uh, singular, uh, special guy, uh, guy, but gay. And uh, <laughs> Not gay at all. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. no. <coughs> and... Uh, he he has big enthusiast for uh, what he's making, and uh, I think he works a lot uh, uh, for us, and same time for himself. I hope so. And uh, he's funny. We have good time, and he don't. Uh, he's not. Uh, you know, it's all the time very friendly. It's not. Uh, don't speak. Uh, I'm here like four days. We never spoke about money. Uh, we never spoke about uh, these things. About uh, no, it's uh, speak uh, about wines, of course, uh, but it's a friendly discussion. It's okay. 
like it. Yeah. There's been some discussions in France about you know certain growers who have gotten into trouble or uh, via like not not spraying like Gibolo or the way that they label their wines like Cousin and they've had you know in a way feels like a lot of troubles. Um, has any of that reached people that have been in your circle in the Ardèche or has it been straight fairly straightforward in dealing with uh, authorities? No, I think I think it's everywhere uh, in France. Uh, in Ardèche, we don't have problem about the people uh, we are by them because uh, first uh, it's no appellation where we are, so uh, uh, for that it's okay. And then other other people are just uh, making the the grapes and put it in cooperative. So we are absolutely not in same market. Uh, so uh, they was laughing. In the beginning, now a little bit less because now uh, they they see that we are more and more and uh, uh, we are still uh, living and making this uh, this work. So uh, they maybe maybe ask question of itself. Uh, well, maybe it's not just some uh, hippie or punk uh, uh, crazy idea. It's maybe maybe it works, but we don't have problem with them. Absolutely not. Uh, but we don't have to. Uh, to treatment about Cicadel, uh, like in Burgundy, what was, uh, we don't have this obligation. So uh, after, I don't know what we will do, uh, if, uh, if it will happen. We will be uh, like all the time, uh, we will uh, take some uh, good food and good drink together and we will decide um, probably together what we will do. Have you seen effects of climate change in Ardash? Are there different pests or different... Um no, I am too too short time there to to see climate change, special than uh, uh, last two years was uh, quite cold years, so no. But uh, of course, if you speak with uh, old people from there, like are making this work like uh, fifty sixty years, uh, yeah, they say uh, it changed a lot uh, because they was. Uh, keeping uh, picking the grapes uh, like in October. And we make it in uh, August, September, beginning of September. But August sometimes, sometimes yeah. August. Yeah, yeah normally, norm- in normally uh, time it's August. Yeah. Andrea Kalik, he's still alive and he's still making wine in the Ardèche, and less people are laughing. Thank you very much for being Thank here you. today. It's nice to meet you. Andrea Kalik of the Kalik Winery. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and so much more, including show stickers, notebooks, and even gift wrap are available for sale if you check the show website, alldrinktothatpod.com. That's I-L-L, drinktothatpod.com which is the same place you'd go to sign up for our email list or to make one of the crucially important donations that help keep this show operating. You can donate from anywhere using PayPal or Stripe on the show website. Remember to hit subscribe or to follow this show in your favorite podcast app, please. That's super important to see every episode. And thank you for listening.